listening to great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And right now, Paul Moore and Herman even with you. Herman, here's the thing. We get so much correspondence from different people, and they're talking about they wish they had a better life. They wish they had a better, in fact, I joke, is it life or wife you're wanting? Anyway. <laughs> so here's the thing. How do I get to this better life? Well, it's so typical that we have that type of a mindset in dealing with people. That's ultimately what happens when you're having relationship problems. You typically are thinking, it's got to be better than this. Well, let me pray for us, and then we'll dive into this. Lord, thank you so much that your word provides us everything that we need to know about a better life and even a best life. And I pray that we can communicate that clearly today in your precious name. Amen. Amen. So at the onset, I have to apologize to my wife. It's a better life, not a better wife. Yeah. I could not have a better wife than I have. The Lord has paired us up in the way that he wants us. And are we going to be thankful or are we going to be falling into the in Satan's trap of complaining and constantly saying it needs to be better well okay so there's this little tiny elephant in the room right first thessalonians 5:18 says be grateful in all things all circumstances for this is god's will for me amen but yet god created we with the mind right i want a better life how do i get there this is coming from chapter 10. If you want to go to chapter 10 in the Great Relationships material, that's where you're going to find this information. And what we're going to be talking about here are eight steps to personal transformation. Wow! <laughs> I'm going to, we're going to provide you eight biblical steps to transform your life. Okay, is this like yoga with Herman and I'm going to lose 40 pounds by Christmas? <laughs> no, it's actually better than that. It's, it's substantially better than that. And here's what I want you to do, unless you're driving, of course. <laughs> I simply want you to picture what you would believe to be a better life. What do you think that better life would be? What are you doing? If you can just focus your mind on what you would believe a better life to be, here's how I would picture a better life. What are you doing in that better life? What do you have? What are you thinking in that better life? How are you acting in that better life? What type of people are around you? How are they acting? You can paint the picture as full as you desire, okay? So I want you to be really considering that. What is that better life? So. Now that you have that picture. Okay, I'm king of my own Hawaiian island. It could be. It could be. What what you want to do, and we're not going to take all the time to really help you flesh this out, but if you want to, you can go use the material in the study guide. Take that picture, and more than likely, you will be able to take each one of the items that you have in your picture, write them down in a list, and then try to put them into four categories, okay? There's four categories. Things, what you have. Physical, what I do, how I look. Mental, what I know, how I think. And relations, who I relate to. Those are probably the four big categories that you can start considering this idea of the better life. Okay, so I've got my shopping list for a better life, and you want me to put it in one of each of these four categories. That's right. Put it into each one of those four categories. Things, physical, mental, and relations. 
and here is what I would like you to consider. If we had more time, again, we could really flesh this out. If you look at your list, once you have a complete list of what you think this better life is or what it looks like, and then you have those items put into those four categories, it's always fun to ask a group, which of those categories really would give you a better life? You said things. Mm -hmm. If I had a Ferrari and a nice house with a garage for it, that would be better. That's, That's the whole idea of money, house, cars, clothes, job, position, geographic location. Yeah, those are all things. I would really feel better about myself and just enjoy things more if I weren't worried about losing 40 pounds. Okay, physical. Physical, That's right. Uh, So body, appearance, weight, health, exercise, learn, master a sport or hobby, right? Those would all be physical things. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, mental. Someone's going to think I'm mental because I didn't pick the right things. <laughs> yeah, on the mental side, it'd be attitudes that you have. Am I thankful? Am I grateful? Uh, am I complaining? What values do I have? What learning? Am I an expert in anything? Uh, do I have revised or new thinking different than I have right now? Okay, and relations. Okay, and obviously the relations is... The relationship I have is improved, or I have a totally new relationship. Uh, I have someone new in my life, or I've removed somebody from my life. Uh, Any of those type of things would be on the relationship side. Okay, so you have those four items, right? Mm -hmm. So the issue for you to think about is if I had to take those four items and prioritize them, could I know for a fact which of those would actually generate a better life for me could i know that would therefore things truly make my life better more comfortable it certainly could be more comfortable would physical actually make my life better more comfortable more comfortable it might at least appear to be that way would relationships relationships more comfortable maybe better yeah would mental make your life really better? My life is making me mental. <laughs> no, actually, yes. Yeah. In fact, if you look at all these things, I, yes, having things could make your life. It would be temporary, though, because you and I know good and well that if I got that new car or that new house, it's it's comfortable, it's nice, it's wonderful, but it loses its glamour or it loses its shininess pretty quickly unfortunately yeah that diminishing return that's well, right well i'm looking at this list and the only one that really changes anything with any kind of permanence is mental that's exactly my point and when you how i think about things how i think about physical how i think about relationships yeah and notice that's the reason why god is constantly asking you to consider how you think. He's not against wealth. He is specifically saying that that might and probably will lead you astray if you don't have the right thinking. It's going to take you in the wrong direction. He's not against you losing weight, but that's not the importance. It's what's going on in your mind. That's what's important. He's not even saying you have to have all the right relationships. He wants that because that implies that you're hanging around with the right people. But at the same time, he himself hung around with people that weren't the stellar people. 
people of the community. So the issue for you is to recognize if you're wanting a better life, too often you're focused on these things in the wrong way. We focus on it in the world's mentality. We focus on it as if we're living in Hollywood. Oh, I have that perfect body and I have that perfect mate and I have all the money. No, 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 no. That isn't how it works. We all know that. The issue is truly how you're thinking. That's what is really the important issue. And we're going to tell you, I can tell you, we're going to move you from being a better life to the best life. Okay, I'm excited to hear that, but I'm thinking of this old song about Frank Zappa where he used to say, what's the ugliest part of your body? Some say your nose, some say your toes, but I say... It's your mind. So it really is thinking. It really is thinking. You bet. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. So there you go. Chapter 10 in the Great Relationships material. That's Great Relationships, GRNumeratelationships.com. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. Great definitions for great relationships. We have all asked, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is never abusing them for the wrong they did to you ever again, not in thoughts, words, or actions. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down, www.gsot.edu, gsot.edu, or call 877 877- Four seven six eight six seven four eight seven seven four seven six eight six seven four. Now get going. Great relationships. We're back. You're here. The material is in Chapter 10 discussing personal transformation. Yeah, and you need to get this material right now. I'm going to make Paul sing again. (laughs) (laughs) I see the letters already. That's right. So listen, before the break, we were saying... Really, it is about our mind and our thinking. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that God really cares what we think. God really cares what we think. In fact, let's let's go back to this idea of a better life. Let me up the ante here a little bit. Would you be interested if I could give you a 100% satisfaction guaranteed best life, not a better life, a best life, 100% satisfaction guaranteed best life. And it would have these type of things available to you. It would be vibrant, abundant, genuine, 
It would be involving exceedingly great and precious promises. It would involve partaking in the very nature of God, and it would help you escape the corruption in this world. Would you be interested in that? Is this an infomercial? <laughs> it sure souns like it, doesn't Cause, it? Because I'm not believing the thing you're saying. That's exactly right. It sounds like it's too good to be true, right? But I not only can show you that every one of those items is real, it's available to you right now, and God has laid out steps for you to follow in order to get that. It's, it's, not, it's not like something that you can't get. Now, here's the issue for you, though. I said it's not the better life. It's the best life. Here's the catch. Your best may not be defined the way God defines best. Wow. There's the Can big I issue. have the Ferrari behind door two? <laughs> and that is how we might end up thinking about a best life. We're going to be thinking about it from the wrong viewpoint. We'll be thinking about it probably from the things, physical, and relations issue. God's thinking about it from the mental mindset. And he is preparing us for best into the future, into e eternity. We're in eternity already. It's just we're going to be on into eternity. And if we don't maintain and get this right thinking, none of those other things are ever going to work out for us. Okay, I've been listening to you here. And as I'm listening to you, I keep thinking of that show, Let's Make a Deal. Do you want what's behind door number mm -hmm, one, curtain mm -hmm. number two, in the box or whatever? And all I ever get is zonked. But you're telling me... There's a best deal. There is an absolute best life. So I'm not stuck with a bad deal. You aren't stuck with a bad deal. In fact, what's so amazing is Satan gets us to believe that all the things of this world are what we are to strive for. And God is saying wrong thinking. We, we could probably sit here and have a conversation and know that that's wrong thinking, but our lives are not going to be there. So here's what I want you to consider doing. Open up your Bible to 2 Peter chapter 1, and I'm going to ask you to just think about some verses that I want to read to you. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Now listen to this. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Now, just, just think about this. There is a variety of things that are showing up there. What are some things that just pop out to you, Paul, as it relates to if you're just observing that passage? Well, the biggest one is that I may participate in the divine nature of God himself. Isn't that an amazing thought? How does that show up right now? Well, I think a real clear way that it shows up is the very last part of there, escaping the corruption that is in this world. If we're paying attention to what God has proposed is the right way to live, you escape a lot of corruption that's in this world. Then you back up to another item there. We have been given 
exceedingly great and precious promises. How many believers are sitting out there right now and they're calling the wambulance all the time because life just doesn't seem to be well for them? Well, you know what? They're not living in reality because they have been given exceedingly great and precious promises, and those promises are not being recognized in their life because they aren't thinking about God correctly. I accept Jesus Christ into my life, or at least I think I do, and now I'm sitting in my living room or front porch waiting for the UPS man to show up with a better life, and it doesn't happen. So I think that Jesus isn't real, or I didn't do something good enough for his, his love. Right. And what we absolutely miss... And, and this, this doesn't say wait for the truck. It's already come. It's already there. Excellent, excellent insight, because I think this is the most important part of these verses. Without a doubt, what I just got through telling you, exceeding great and precious promises, partaking in the divine nature, escaping the corruption that's in this world, those are huge benefits. But here is the thing that most people miss here. Go back to verse 3. And it says, as his divine power has given to us. When did we have this? Do we have to go search for this abundant life? Do we have to do something to get this abundant life? Is there something more that I need to do to get this abundant life? No. I'm his child. When I trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, I have been given every one of these things that I am reading here in 2 Peter chapter 1 has been given to you. And that's what we end up thinking about in the wrong way. We have it unfortunately preached from pulpits too much of the time that the abundant life is something that we are to strive for. No, it's not. The abundant life is yours. It's already there. It's already yours. The issue is you aren't participating in it because you have the wrong mindset. You're thinking incorrectly. Okay, let me, let me try this another way and see if it still holds true. Bless God, there are many Christians that made a confession to Christ early in their lives, and they've had relatively a nice Christian upbringing. Mm-hmm. I come from the side of the street where a lot of people didn't have that. A lot of people just came through hard times to realize that when Christ is all you have, that's really all you need. Mm -hmm. So then we make this confession of faith. We want Jesus into our lives, but somehow our lives haven't gotten better. And from the pulpit, like you said, this abundant life hasn't come into my life because of my shortcomings. I'm not good enough. I wasn't sincere. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing the right thing. There's like this checklist of legalism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, no, this is given. There is no doubt that I have a very nice life, but I'm complaining. I'm not thankful. I'm not content. That actually is making the assumption that we don't have what's best for us. That's making that assumption. And unfortunately, let's back it up a little bit to the, to the idea of God is not offering you the best life. I want you to listen to that statement. God is not offering you, his child, a best life. He's not offering it to you. How can I say that? Because he's already given it to you. <laughs> That's a vastly different mindset. He's not offering you the best life. He's already given it to you. Okay, so if that's true, if that's true, 
then why don't I have it? The problem is it goes right back to the fundamental issue of life. What is the fundamental choice of life? I'm either trusting God or I'm trusting something other than God. That's the issue. And I want to really talk about that issue. That's so, so important because we do not believe God. We don't believe him. He has stated right here in his word. He's not offering this to us. It is yours. You have it. Why don't we participate in it? Why don't we, why don't we participate in the, in the nature of God? Why don't we escape the corruption in the world? Because of my bad thinking. Absolutely. So we go back to the four categories, physical, things, relationships, or mental. It really is important what we're thinking. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. When stress hits the system, pathology overrides theology every time, unless you are sold out to the truth. Dr. Marlon Howe. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R numeral eight relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. What's the ugliest part of your body? <laughs> some say your nose, some say your toes, but I say it's your mind. Before the break, you went through the four key areas with us, right, that we think we need for a better life. You talked about things, you talked about physical, you talked about relationships, and we landed on mental, that it's really about our thinking. God cares about our thinking. Absolutely, he cares about your thinking. And we were also saying, God is not offering you a best life. Because when you, by faith, in his grace alone, you, by faith, have trusted in his son's death, burial, and resurrection, you have the best life. Here's what's funny. Are you ready? When you say he's not offering, I'm ready to get up and bark. Yeah. And then when you say... No, he's already given it to you. I'm like, huh? Yeah. And that's what's so amazing about watching his word and reading his word, because 
When we don't pay attention to his word, we are not thinking about God correctly. He's a perfect father. He is all we need for life and godliness. That's what that passage says. He has given us all for life and godliness. There's nothing being held back. So he's a perfect father. He's given you all for life and godliness. It's like a fortune you haven't claimed. It's like you're sitting there living like a pauper and you got a room full of gold. You've just closed the door on that room and you're not even recognizing it. And it's all because we choose not to participate in God's graciousness. That's really what it boils down to. And when we are falling for this bad thinking, we are falling into the very strategy that Satan constantly works on us, which is, did God really say that you have a best life? If you have a best life, then why does life look the way it looks right now? Why do you not have more money? Why is it that your your wife, your husband is not treating you like you want to be treated? Wow, now I'm picturing the little devil and the little angel, one on each shoulder. And Absolutely. one of them's going, did God really say? And the little angel saying, why are you wishing for something you already have? You already have got it. And what happens with us, we end up getting into the same trap that... Satan did to Eve, and it goes back to this issue, I'm not willing to trust that what God said is right. What God said to Adam and Eve was, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't do that, because it's not good for you. And yet we, through Adam and Eve, look at the tree and go, no, but I do want that. I want that. That's exactly what I want. So it takes me back to something we haven't mentioned in a long time. You like to talk about (laughs) the logical contradiction. We have a tendency to look at our life and say, I have a decision to make. Oh, man, you know, I'm I'm not very good at decisions. I've made so many mistakes. Uh, But God doesn't make any mistakes. He's perfect. Uh, so in this decision, I'm just going to trust myself. I'm not going to trust God. <laughs> that's how we typically do life, isn't it? And that's where it is here, right? Are you going to trust God for something else, or am I wishing for something I've already got? We have already got this wonderful life, this perfect life. It's the best life that's available to us. Exceeding great and precious promises there. Partaking in the divine nature is there. Escaping from the corruption of this world is there. And yet we are deceived into seeking our own way, flashing our own me, being discontent and unthankful in our life. Is it unfair for me to say, so why is it so much easier for me to not believe it? You know, it's just the way that we operate with our sin nature. I really do believe that the Lord left us with our sin nature, not only to glorify him, meaning every time we choose against it, we are reflecting the glory of God through our lives to others around us. But it also shows to us how much we need him and his life to be lived through us. You're never going to make your sin nature better. You, you <laughs> really, <laughs> and too much of the time we are spending time trying to do just that instead of just going, Lord, I want you to just live through me. I want to simply trust you and obey you for what you've said to do, and I'm just going to do that. It's just like Adam and Eve being willing to go, 
uh, he said not to pay attention to that tree. I'm not. I'm just not going to do that. Instead of going, oh, but that tree looks so good. He can't be telling me the right thing. I need to be going and taking of that tree. That's how we live our life. We're not willing to simply accept that God is perfect. Everything that he said to us is exactly the right thing. And we simply aren't willing to trust him for that. And then I wonder why my life is chaos. Bingo. One thing, please remember this. Uh, Otherwise, I'm going to make Paul sing again. (laughs) Yeah, baby. (laughs) Uh, The one thing I want you to remember is God is not offering you the best life. He has already given it to you. He has given you all things for life and godliness. Let's start recognizing what he has given to us and start thanking him for that and recognizing he's perfect and he wants what's best for you. We'll shape up this a little bit more in future shows to show you how this best life is available. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe a nice way to realize and keep in my mind this one thing that it's already been given Mm -hmm. is that the ugliest part isn't my nose. It isn't my toes. It's what I choose to think and believe. Absolutely. So there you have it. All of this material is coming from Chapter 10 of the Great Relationships material that you can find online at greatrelationships.com, grnumeral8relationships.com. There's even an MP3 copy of this program that you could forward to someone else. And hey, you know what? I think my singing makes a great ringtone. Until next time. How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich Maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Have you ever had days like this? (laughs) Neither have we. That's why we recommend great relationships. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others. Kindly, patiently, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.